Hi, my name is Amani, and this is the SEAL Team 2026 podcast, presented by Set Goalkeeper. The main reason this podcast has gotten started is because there is a mission. A mission that these boys will have to go on going towards 2026. The goal is for me, my goal, was for them to actually win the whole damn thing on our home soil. After the most recent World Cup, I'm more realistic with hoping for a semi-final berth moving forward. Now, the only team that should be able to do this are these boys moving forward. Um, starting uh, with this podcast, I just want to start off right off the bat with the events after World Cup 2022 in Qatar. Um, there is a bit of a situation with Gio Reyna, which I'm hoping there won't be a situation moving forward, especially dealing with coming out of an interview with Christian Pulisic. Now, if you don't know the whole situation, uh, Gio Reyna didn't really want to, got really dejected about not being able to play in the World Cup or having a major role. Didn't apparently do certain sprints with the team, didn't hustle as hard, and he almost got sent home. Um, I'm disappointed that that had to come out. I wish it was just behind closed doors. Um, you know, because he's a kid and these things can happen. You can get in your feelings. I, I've been there before. Um, so it, it's a shame that these things had to come out. And what's even more a shame is that we had to find out about Claudia Arania and Danielle Arena uh, and what they were doing behind the scenes and causing an issue like soccer parents. Um, fortunately, the main thing is that Christian Pulisic came out and had an interview talking about the situation. Um, me personally listening to the interview, it sounds like he has Greg Berhalter's back, um, which I'm happy for. Uh, you know, overall, that he has his back. He believes he's helped him in his career. Um, mostly, he finds this situation to be childish. When I'm looking at this entire situation and listening to that interview, I hope there won't be any locker room issues with anybody else or even with uh, with Christian. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with not having your best friend on the soccer field. Um, you will have to be able to just get on and do your job, which I'm hoping these boys will be able to do moving forward. But what scares me the most about that entire situation is that I remember watching Chelsea versus Dortmund most recently. And both of those men, I didn't see them, you know, shake hands, a little head nod, a quick hug, a quick conversation. It seems like they both ignored each other. Or hopefully what I'm hoping for is that they're both competitive and they're very frustrated on the day. I don't believe Christian got to play too much. And I, uh, I positive Geo came off the bench for an injured player. Uh, I think it was Julian Brandt, and uh, he really didn't make too much of a major impact. So he might have been disappointed about that. Fingers crossed that is the case. But the main thing that I want to come from this is that whoever ends up being our next coach moving forward, I want him to be able to bring that team together. I want him to be a leader and saying, I'm the one that chooses the team. The buck stops with me. I'm in control. Uh, Greg definitely did that, but it's just an awkward situation when Claudia Reyna was one of your best friends growing up as a kid. So whoever is next in line to be able to be our new manager, it'll be super important that he can be able to lead us. Now, that's the next thing that's going to be the most important. 
Who is our, going to be our new manager? Right now, currently, the candidates are as follows. I'm I'm not too excited about this, but Greg Brohalter is a candidate. Even if he's going through this situation, he's come. His name's come out clear, um, and overall, he looks amazing in this situation for what he did back in the day. Um, but for me personally, when it comes to keeping Greg, I wasn't the biggest fan of the tactics and the starting lineup he used against the Netherlands in the 2022 World Cup. Um, truly, he was he was outclassed, outcoached. Of course, there's Louis van Gaal, an absolute legend, but those are glaring issues if we want to be able to... Those are glaring issues for me personally if I have a goal set for the team to be able to make the semifinals, to be able to push further than what we did um, push above our weight. I want this team to be better than t- 2002. 2002 led to a team like this in 2022. Uh, it took 20 years for that for a team like that to be able to place a lot better than England and Wales. And every time we've ever gone back to the same well, may that have been in the past of 2002 to 2006, um, with Bruce Arena, it didn't work. Then the same thing happened... Uh, with uh, Bob Bradley, we ended up moving over to Jurgen Klinsmann onto the next round in 2014. We ended up doing pretty decent. Unfortunately, we came up across Belgium. Then the next cycle, he stayed, and we didn't even make the World Cup. So I always feel like right now, until a certain pattern changes where it's obvious we don't need to make a, a ch- drastic change, I would suggest we move forward with a different coach and see what someone else can do with these players. Um, and personally, again, he got outclassed. So I'd want someone probably with European experience who understands a little bit of a, who would understand how to set up the team a little bit different against a Dutch team or an Argentina. Um, so maybe we could be able to use the counterattack. The next person that has thrown his hat into the ring, he, I'm an Arsenal fan, so he's a god to me. Thierry Henry. Um, now, the name value is major. In fact, it's everything in this situation. It's like Jurgen Klinsmann coaching us. Um, but for me, with Thierry Henry, the two jobs I've watched him in personally, one was in Monaco, the other was in Montreal. At Monaco, I paid a I played close attention. They were fighting relegation. It was a tough, tough, tough spot to be in. And what was weird is that during a press conference one time with one of his players that he was sitting with, the player got up and didn't push his chair in. And then, like, Thierry Henry gave the, um, gave this, the player this look of just, like, a disappointed father. And it was awkward. So you can only imagine how awkward it is um, sometimes with him as a coach. And even like some of the footage with him at uh, in Canada, I think it's with Montreal, um, he would kind of want the players to do like one touch, two touch. But, you know, you're supposed to be able to coach him to be able to make that happen. And he, he's, he tends to be like shouting things on the side of the pitch. I'm not too sure if he'd be the best person to be able to lead us. 
Because I think we have another candidate that recently just got fired by Crystal Palace. His name is Patrick Vieira. This guy is all over the news. I personally don't think he's a bad choice. I wouldn't be mad about it. Now, do I really want Patrick Vieira? Not exactly. Uh, just because, you know, he didn't do too hot for the last, let's say, since the World Cup at least, or even before the World Cup, Crystal Palace wasn't doing too great. They haven't been able to change their pl- style of play since they haven't had uh, Connor Gallagher. You know, Connor Gallagher was a, you know, PFA Young Player of the Year uh, candidate last year, I believe. And, very, very talented, and he just hasn't been able to change that, and it's caused a, even, like, a goal drought as well uh, at Crystal Palace. Um, but, you know, while he was at uh, New York City FC, I'm positive he was there, he did a decent job. So he knows the United States system pretty well, and I believe he'd be able to coach us uh, to a certain level. I, I wouldn't have been mad if we are to pick him moving forward. But I'll tell you this right now. There are other crazy, crazy rumors going out there. Just crazy, crazy rumors. Um, I've seen reports of maybe we're trying to get Josie Mourinho. I've heard crazy reports of let's try to get Pep Guardiola, which is absolutely insane. I would not want any of those managers near my United States national team, even though it would be absolutely scenes. It'd be entertainment to see what they can do with it. But the main man that I want, the one that I want... The man that I want to lead us, the man that I want everyone to be to be the face of United States soccer moving forward would be Jesse Marsh. I love the way his style of play was at Leeds. Um, even though they didn't do the best and they had to fight relegation, I was always entertained watching his style. Um, I was always just enthralled with the way he would set up the team and just have a certain... Uh, style of play. Uh, now, when it does come to international football, you know, lying hardcore on that style might be a little bit difficult because you won't have as much time with the players. But one of my favorite moments with Jesse Marcelone is, I believe it was with Red Bull Salzburg. And it was when they were facing Liverpool. At halftime, he just told the boys, you cannot respect them. You must get in their faces. That clip alone, I know for a fact, in in difficult and tough moments, which the United States will find itself in, I believe he's the type of coach that will be able to dig us out of this. Push us towards a new level that we didn't know that was possible. Doing it our own way, in a certain American style, and just being and believing in his own style. Um... It'd be absolutely amazing. And the best part would be he is American. That matters at the end of the day. There's a there's a connection. He knows most of these boys. Jesse Marsh, I'm pretty sure, was at the World Cup in 2010. With that moment against Algeria, he was there. He has World Cup experience. He would know how to get the locker room together to be able to go to war. To be able to die. For each other on the field until you give your last breath he would be super exciting he'd be a general and he'd be able to lead these boys to glory but unfortunately i don't see any uh i really haven't seen any reports about jesse i don't know maybe it seems like he still wants to do international football or soccer and give it some time
before he actually takes a job as an international coach. You know, fingers crossed. Again, fingers crossed. Now, I want to talk about the new Nations League squad that just came out. Um, I'm going to start from the goalkeepers, and we're going to get through this pretty quick. It won't be too long. Um, I have very few players that I actually really want to talk about, because a lot of the players are back from the World Cup. A lot of them. We have a few ones that didn't go, but we have a good bit that did, and that's very exciting. Um, so, of course, you know, we have Matt Turner, Zach Steffen, Ethan Horvath. Um, I'll be honest with you. Uh, Zach Steffen is having... He's not having the best time. Uh, I was watching West Brom versus Middlesbrough, and uh, he was... You could say he was culpable or responsible uh, for one of those goals going in. So he, he hasn't been... Uh, he hasn't had sticky fingers in a sense as a keeper. You want to have sticky, keep the ball real close, and he hasn't been able to do that. Um, and um, unfortunately, it's funny, the only reason I noticed that was because it was Daryl DK who scored those two goals against him. Um, I haven't watched him since. Uh, I'm sure he's probably come across better results. Uh, but he's not hes not doing the best, so I'm hoping that he'll come in here, uh, be able to fight for his place against Matt Turner, make sure Matt is on top of his game, even if he is at Arsenal, not playing that much. Um, he is our starting goalkeeper. Um, Ethan Horvath and Zach Steffen are going to have to fight out for number two. Um, you know, Luton Town and Middlesbrough, I don't know their position in the championship. I can look that up really quick, but I still say I want to keep my number one as Matt Turner and have these boys still fight it out to try to take his place. Um, simple as that. That's who I'd start. For both games, or for one of the games, I'd probably step, start even Zach Steffen. Just because he missed a World Cup, or Ethan Horvath, he actually went to it. Whatever those boys decide, I think I'll be happy with. Um, I just believe Matt Turner is our f goalkeeper for the future, uh, especially for 2026. Unless uh, the uh, the kid, Selena, who's with Chelsea, I think he was. I think he didn't get called up, but uh, he's, a, he's, he's a talent. But again, Matt Turner's probably a goalkeeper of the future. Um, right now, and for uh, defenders, we have uh, Austin Trusty from Birmingham City, Joe Scally, Bruce Mucin Gladback, Miles Robinson, Atlanta United, Anton Robinson, Fulham, uh, Brian Reynolds, Westerlow, Tim Ream, Fulham, Mark McKenzie, Genk, and Serginho Dest, AC Milan. Um, the players that we already know, of course, Dest, Ream, uh, Robinson, Anton, of course. We know Miles, but Miles missed the uh, 2022 World Cup due to an injury, unfortunately. Joe came on the came to uh, the World Cup as well. I don't think he played too much, maybe just like one appearance. But now the new players that we that are coming in are Austin Trusty. He's a low knee from Arsenal, um, who's been doing decent for the club. Uh, Miles Robinson. Uh, I'm happy. I'm I'm really happy for Miles. Um, he came from a serious knee injury, so I'm assuming it's been hard to come back from that. It takes time to bring the workload on that knee so you can be back at the same performance. So I respect that even though he missed the World Cup, they're still making sure he comes back into the, the fold, the team, so he still has an opportunity to fight for his spot. And I think that's the right thing to do. Um, so I'm really happy to see him. He's the only MLS player. Think about that. Ten years ago... 
I couldn't even have thought that we'd be saying there's only one MLS player on this roster. Huh, 20 years ago, definitely wouldn't be the, be the case. So it absolutely blows my mind that that's the case right now on this list. As we go up, we have Brian Reynolds. Uh, Brian Reynolds is on loan from Roma. Uh, I haven't really seen him do too much. Uh, the, the Belgian League is usually on ESPN+. Plus. I haven't been watching him. Who I have been watching a bit more of is Mark McKenzie at Gank. Um, before the World Cup, I, I saw he was just having a bunch of clean sheets all the time. Uh, his club was flying at the top of the table. Um, right now, they're still doing a very decent job. I'd love for him to get a start. Uh, most likely against uh, the first team, I believe it'll be Grenada, uh, and I'd love for him to get a start. I, I'd love to see what he can do next to a uh, uh, you know experienced head like Tim Ream. Uh, he deserves all the the time to start, uh, just because now he's he Tim Ream might be the best United States national team player right now. I know sounds crazy, but he might be the best in form. Like, the things he's doing in the Prem at a high level, he's leading this team towards a top half finish. Tyler Adams ain't doing that. Brendan Aronson ain't doing that. And Weston McKinney ain't doing that. Who else is in the Prem that's American? Chris Richards ain't doing that. He's on the bench. And then we also have Anton Robinson. Both of these boys just can protect our left-hand side. Um... I'm positive he's on the left-hand side. Uh, overall, uh, Joe Scally and then Austin Trusty. I would just switch those boys, whoever gets uh, left back. I'd switch them for each game. I both want them to get playing time. I want to see how they both play with the team. Uh, and if anything, you want to start Miles Robinson for at least one of the games as well. But I'd start Tim Ream and have Miles start with him for the first game and Mark McKenzie start with him on the second game. Uh, and then even with Sergio Dest, I want him to play all the games. He's our best. I want him to play all the games. I want him to start. I want him to play probably like 60 minutes, and then you can switch him off with Brian Reynolds so he can get some playing time. But good defenders, man. That is, like, that is a fantastic list of uh, what we have on uh, in our list. And then we have Brendan Aronson from Leeds United, Johnny Cardozo, Luca Della Torre, Weston McKinney, uh, Eunice Musa, and Alan Sonora. Uh, I can be honest on this one. I don't know too much about Alan uh, Sonora. I've not seen him play too much. Um, I have been trying to watch the Mexican League a bit more. Uh, I tend to watch Tigres and Monterey um, and sometimes Club America. Uh, but I, I don't know too much about the guy. I, I can't wait to see what he does for the next few games if he gets a chance. But I think it'll be tough for him because I know the other players very well. Yunus Musa. Right now, he's fighting relegation for Valencia. He should be able to get the start. He's one of our best center midfielders. Weston McKenzie. Uh, McKenzie. <laughs> Weston McKinney. Uh, what else can I say about this guy? I love him. Uh, he does a great job. He's playing for Leeds. I want him to start uh, for this game and most likely just give everyone else some playing time as well. As well as with Luca Della Torre. I've been watching him a little bit more. Um, I'm not seeing him get like a ton of assists or goals in Spain for Celta Vigo, but he's just a very technical midfielder in La Liga, and he's doing the job. He's doing a defensive job. He's holding on to the ball. He's connecting the play. I would love for him to get a start, especially if since Tyler Adams isn't going to be here. I'd want Yunus Musa, Weston McKenney, uh, and Luca Della Torre 
um, in that midfield. Uh, if anything, if not Luca, then Brendan Aronson uh, in the triangle. So I'd want like a three in the midfield, most likely, and the top head of that would be Brendan Aronson uh, going on the uh, going forward a bit more. Um, yeah, but I think Luca Del Torre is a very solid player. We just didn't even get to see him at the World Cup. He was injured for most of it. Then, my favorite part of this is the forwards. I want to get to, you know, the most obvious, you know, we have Christian Pulisic. Um, that's good. You know, he's back from injury, so I want I want him to be playing. This guy is actually, it's a funny thought. This guy is probably going to be a United States national team legend. His numbers are crazy already, if we look at how many... Uh, how many games he's played for the United States and how many goals he's had already within his career. And he's still probably like, he's still a young man, you know? So it's it's a crazy thought thinking about that right now. Because um, we're watching a legend in the making. Uh, this guy's going to be better than most likely than Landon Donovan. Um, only time will tell if he can beat, you know, Clint Dempsey and Landon Donovan's numbers. But of course, I'm really excited for him to be back. He's not getting too much playing time at Chelsea. He just keeps getting injured, um, which is unfortunate. Because um, I know he's he's a, I know he's just his, his belief in God and everything. I, I love listening to his interview. He's very disciplined. I just believe he can get there if he just gets lucky enough with not getting injuries. Um, so I'll definitely want him to start. Uh, and if Tyler Adams isn't there, I want him to captain our team moving forward. Uh, the other players I want to talk about, of course, we have Gio Reyna. Every time I've watched Borussia Dortmund, they'll be like in a 3-3 Four three, one one, and they'll put him on and he'll score a goal. And that happened like as soon as like the, he came back from the World Cup. There were all these controversies, and the goals are beautiful. They're elite. If you have time, go watch those goals that he's been scoring for Borussia Dortmund since the World Cup. Every time he celebrates, he closes, he puts the fingers to the ear, fingers up to the sky right away. So he is focused on his game trying to get be the best that he could be on a day-to-day basis. And I'd love for him to start on the right-hand side if uh, we're not going to be having um, one of my favorite players in the in the pool, Tim Weah. Uh, and then, uh, let's see, and then Gio, Christian Pulisic, and then Ricardo Pepe. I haven't seen him play, uh, <laughs> unfortunately. Gronigan is fighting for the, uh, the, the fight for relegation. I'm going to be honest on this one. Um, but he's, he's doing his, he's doing his job and that's what matters, which is putting the ball in the back of the net and causing problems, connecting play. And it's a good thing that he's on loan from Augsburg. So he's getting a lot more, a lot more time to play and grow and develop and become a man. So I really would like for him to get the start. Uh, most likely it's gonna, the start's gonna be between Ricardo Pepe and Daryl DK. Daryl DK is scoring. He's just, he's a, he's a one man wrecking crew. You know, there's nothing, and it sounds like I'm maybe I'm I'm not saying he's technical. I'm I'm sure he's technical, but he's just so powerful as a forward. It's it's frightening. It's scary to deal with. Um, and when you watch him do stuff like the things he did at Barnsley, now whatever he's doing at West Brom, it's not fair. <laughs> he needs to be tested. Like it's crazy. He looks like a monster on the field. Uh, so yeah, so I'd, I'd, between who starts, I'm not sure. It'll most likely be who's who's more in form uh, during that camp. Um, me personally, again, I want to see Ricardo. He he was the one that had more of a chance of actually going to the World Cup, and he didn't get to go. 
show let, let's see what he's been working on let, let let's see that fire i want i want to see like i want him to come out ready to just scoring goals right away for the united states showing him you guys should have taken me uh i was the better choice than ricardo ferreira um and then these la these last few alexand alex zendejas I don't know too much about him. Uh, he's been doing well for Club America, coming off the bench every once in a while. Um, I'm happy he chose us. I'm confused why. Just because all the other players that are that are in our pool as a forward are absolutely exceptional. Um, the thing, the pl players we can choose from, um, you know, it's different than it was ten years ago, where it would have been like a Landon Donovan, a Clint Dempsey, a Demarcus Beasley. Um, Man, so it's interesting that he chose the United States. So he's ready. He has to be ready to probably like get over to Europe. Hopefully, get signed by someone over there because just staying in Mexico it won't be good enough. Um, so you know, I hope he does well. I hope he comes off the bench most likely. Um, I'd expect him probably to replace like a Christian Pulisic. I'm pretty sure he plays on the left hand side. Um, but then I want to go over to these two players who have actually been following. Um, in one of the games that is so funny to me. It was AZ Alkmaar versus Utrecht in uh, Holland. In that game, it was 5-5. Crazy. Just 5-5. And I've been watching both these teams, seeing what the scores are moving forward. And both those teams don't know how to defend. But every time I'm watching them, I'm seeing Mihailovic be a part of the team. Especially in that 5-5, he was starting. Uh, he was important towards uh, some of the goals in that game. And even my favorite player, personally, in this uh, Pool, and this is his first uh, call-up. Taylor Booth. Remember the name. And I, I pray that I'm not wrong on this one, but I, I saw this kid. He, he started off with Bayern Munich, got a transfer over to Utrecht, and he's got the number 10. Uh, in that game, he was direct. He was using, he was carrying the ball very well with confidence, putting in crosses that led to goals. Um, in dangerous positions. I, I cannot wait to see where this young man's career goes. Um, if if anyone should be worried, it should be people on the right-hand side. So Tim Wade, Gio Reyna, this guy can take your spot any day. Um, he's so talented. If he keeps getting his time over there in Holland to grow, I can only see, I can only see him getting better and better within due time. Um, if you have any time, watch... Taylor Booth's highlights on YouTube. You also want to watch a bit of Luca Della Torre's highlights as well. It just gives you a good insight of what I mean, of what he can do. But that, that's about it. That's the team that I'll be looking for. I believe that we'll should be getting, we'll be getting wins against both teams in our Nations League uh, group. Uh, that, I expect it. That's what we should be expecting moving forward, especially if we have. Uh, we don't have qualifications to worry about. We have to focus and put all our efforts into every game. Every game leads to a new result that will push us towards uh, our, our goal in mind, which is the World Cup. And I believe this team must have the mindset of the SEALs. Because the mission SEAL Team 2026, and that's the podcast. You guys have a wonderful day. Bye-bye, and peace be with you.